This is 212 Athlete, the podcast with your host, Adrian Gomez. This is Adrian Gomez with the podcast. This is episode three. We're going to be talking about transformational vocabulary, the vocabulary that we use as parents and coaches and teachers and how it can completely transform the performance of our players, our students, our sons and daughters. We have as our special guest, Dr. Dan Singer. Thank you for being here. Uh, It's always a pleasure to be here. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So thanks for calling. Of course, of course. So today's episode, episode three, is going to be focusing on the main question is, is the language of coaching, the language of teaching our language, does it have a, a, a profound effect on our students or our players? I well, mean, that's, that's, let's really yeah. simplify it and say that language really profoundly affects everybody's performance. It affects students' performance and it affects the way we coach. And so the words we choose, the words we use, have everything to do with success, It has everything to do with performance, and it has everything to do with a person achieving what it is um, they set out to achieve when they're practicing Mm -hmm. or when they're playing. Right. So for the biggest thing for me as a coach is the phrases that people throw out are, I can't, or... I, I <clears throat> I've never done this before. Or so you're talking uh, to a you're talking to a psychologist, uh, Adrian. So I'm, I'm you, you mind if I just pick that one sentence apart? Please. So there is no such thing as the word I can't. When we look at somebody and they say I can't, it means you choose not to. So let me give you another option. That's the that's the coaching advice. And and there there are words that we use that are negative. There are words like failure. There are words like defeat. There are words like I can't. There are words like I should not. And the phrases go on and on and on. The thing that we need to focus on, both as coaches and both as players, both uh, young men and young women, is we need to focus on words that will help us perform. And these are affirmations. Affirmations that when used repetitively, we begin to automatically automatically put in our brains, and sometimes we don't even know that they're there, it helps us perform. And I'll give you an example. Instead of the word defeat, instead of the word uh, failure, I always use the word learning. Anytime Mm -hmm. the score is not in my favor, favor, I always look at myself, I always look at my, my students and I say, what did you learn? You know, what did you learn from watching? What did you learn from playing? And what do you think you need to improve. And there's always room for growth, you know. And it, you, you look at the World Series was, was a fascinating display of how someone, how the score cannot be in your favor and how they kept determined and how they knew if they kept doing what they knew how to do and if they learned several things, they knew that the process would have a natural outcome and that is through execution, they would get what they want. And that's not always winning. That's not always winning. But when I coach, we win if we learn. We win if we get what we need. We learn if we achieve what we're going to achieve. So words that stop performance are I can't 
and you look at the person and say, let me give you a choice so you can improve. You're choosing not to. Let me show you and let me give you an option. Defeat means you've given up. The word failure, I don't use the word failure. I don't think it's a positive word. I look at the person and say, mistakes are okay. Without mistakes, I couldn't teach you. I, couldn't, I wouldn't know what to teach you. You wouldn't know how to learn, and you've got to think about this. Even the number one golfer, the number one tennis player, the number one pitcher, they still have a coach because they're always trying to improve. And so when you use language that is positive, when you use language that, that is geared toward improvement, the improvement of performance, you can't lose. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that if that's okay, Adrian. Yeah, please. When you use language that is positive and you use language that is learning, you can't lose. You cannot lose because you're always improving. You know, years ago I had a pitcher that I worked with, and this is when you were in college, Adrian, and he looked at me and he mm -hmm. said, Dr. Dan, if I lost every game that I pitched for one year and I came out of that experience a better pitcher and I learned something, I would do it. And I looked at him and I said, Chet, are you ready? And he said, Dr. Dan, I'm ready. And I said, well, we're we're in for a year's ride. And he came out of that experience and got a scholarship to a uh, Pac-12 school. Impressive. So we, we have to understand <clears throat> that we, we, we are in this business to have fun. We are playing to have fun. We've got to use words that make us feel good, that us grow, and they're, that are oriented toward that direction. Otherwise, people get very discouraged. For sure, I th I think you know what you're talking is uh, talking about is the labels that we put on things, and that's our vocabulary. And I think the way that our vocabulary and our and really our experience can be transformed is is how we speak. And so, as coaches, um, especially myself as a coach and as a dad, you know yeah. we've got to be very aware of of the what we say because it does have a profound effect on the way others <clears throat> experience. Things. So you want a fascinating story? Yes, I do. They're not allowed to do this anymore because they did all kinds of psychological experiments in the 60s. Mm -hmm. They took kids with high-grade averages and kids with low-grade averages. And do you know what they did? What? They switched them, but didn't tell the teachers. So the teachers were thinking they were getting the kids with the high-grade averages and the other teachers thought they were getting the kids with the low-grade averages, but they actually switched them. How do you think <laughs> the kids with low-grade averages who were treated as smart kids performed? Probably far better than, than normal. They outperformed, they outperformed the kids with high-grade averages simply by the way they were treated and simply by the, the language that they used. And psychology today, of course, came out ethically and said, look, you can't do that. You can't do that anymore. However... The results were fascinating because they mm -hmm. did this for one year. And, and, and the kids who they thought couldn't perform outperformed everybody simply by the way the teachers treated them because they were, they were thinking that these were the kids who couldn't achieve, which goes to show you how we treat kids, how we speak, how we talk, the words we use. That, that affects performance on every level, at the pro level, at college level, the high school level, and, and at the elementary level. So as, as parents and coaches, what would be your advice 
to, you know, I, I know, I know you kind of explained it, but what would be maybe three steps that a coach and, and, and a teacher or a parent could take to drastically improve the performance of their players? So I know where you're headed with this because you and I always talk about this. You and I are very similar in that the way, you know, we here at the 212 Athlete and you and I are very mm-hmm. similar in this in that we think in threes. We always think mm-hmm. in three steps. And I will give you the three steps that a, a parent needs to or a coach needs to follow. Number one, observe. Know what you see. <clears throat> Don't say anything unless you know what you see. The second thing is, Before you say anything, choose your words carefully. So you are speaking with positive affirmations and positive words without trying to be negative. The third thing is go ahead and speak. Go ahead and talk. But the most important thing is is you've got to observe. You've got to choose positive words and positive language to get Mm -hmm. positive results and then the third thing is, is to speak. Right. And sometimes as a coach, when you know, this is very important, Adrian, when you see something happening and the athlete is upset, that may not be the time to speak if you observe and you see that they're upset about the experience. That might mean you need to wait. You know how a lot of parents get the kids in a car and something happened? Mm-hmm. And the common phrase is this, what happened out there? What, what, you know, you know that, that is what sends people into a tailspin. It's very important to observe. You've got to become, as a parent, as a coach, a trained observer before you speak. You've got to look at the experience, see the experience, know when it's time to talk, and choose your words wisely. Yeah, I mean, choose your shifting words wisely. from reactionary, being reactionary as opposed to, I think, just a story from parenting in general. Yesterday... Uh, my daughter was crying, and I was like, okay, my son probably hit her. And so I punished my son, and my wife comes over and figures out what the problem was. Well, my daughter had hit my son, and then my son had hit my daughter. I had only right. seen, the, I, I'd seen the second one. I didn't see the beginning. So I punished the right. wrong person, and I didn't observe, and I didn't find out. And I didn't choose my words wisely. So those those three things that you described, I did not do. Um, and that happens, you know, often as a parent. So there's a beautiful movie that everybody should see. It's one of the most beautiful movies anybody could watch. It's one of my movies that it could be on ten times a week, and I'd watch it. It's called Beggar Vance, and it's a beautiful movie because the whole theme of the movie is, and I love this expression, see the field. See the field. Don't golf. Don't touch the ball. Don't do anything with your club. Look with your eyes and see the field. You can't do anything without seeing the field because if you see the field, you might see something you'd miss if you weren't looking. It's a beautiful thought. It's almost, it's almost like prayer. It's almost like medication. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, if we can, as parents, take a step back <clears throat> and learn how to see the field, We'll see and hear things that we never saw and heard before. And those words that we need to choose wisely will naturally come out. And so when you have a child that loses a baseball game 
or a student that loses a baseball game, if you see the field, if you observe what's going on before you speak, sometimes your first words are out there, and you might want to just say, you want to grab an ice cream? You want to, you want to grab a burger? Forget, you, you see what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and you're affirming that everything is okay. I love this commercial where the kid uh, uh, loses uh, this uh, soccer game. And I love it that the father looks at the kid and she's crying. And you know what the first words out of the father's mouth is? Really? You, you, you want to grab an ice cream? And don't yeah. even talk and let the kids start talking and talking about it themselves. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, expression, a beautiful thought mm-hmm. to be able to see the field. Because when you right. see the field, you know what? What happens when you see the field, Adrian? What? You can see everything. You can see everything. And you don't miss it. And this is going to see. This is going to sound uh, a, a, a bit odd because we're talking baseball. But I'm going to say it this way: When you see the field, it almost becomes a spiritual experience, and something inside of you knows what to say without you even having to think about it because it just comes naturally. Right. Yeah. It's I beautiful. Think what you're describing it's is being it really in, is. being in the present, right? I mean, being in the now. And that's the hardest part in life is to be in the now, and we we want to either live in the future or live in the past. And experiencing yeah. the now is is the hard part. We live in a world of labels. We live in a world of language. We live in a world of words, 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 words. And sometimes we use too many words, and sometimes, most oftentimes, we use the wrong words. It's important to understand words. Go home. I would encourage every parent that hears this podcast, go home and think about the words you think you should use with your child or your, co- or, or your student to enhance growth. You're, you're, you're wonderful. What a great job. You've got a great arm. You want to plow a catch? I mean, anything. Anything that affirms what they're doing so they don't give up. So they don't give up. Because between beginning and between achieving your goals, is a long, long journey, but make it an enjoyable one by choosing the right words, the right language, open your ears, open your eyes, don't be reactive, and it all comes out almost as though you're praying, almost as though it's prayer. And all of a sudden, you may take a step back and say, oh my God, I can't believe Mm -hmm. I said that. How wonderful. Right. So what's my message yep. to you, Adrian? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hey, Adrian, I'm coming to Arizona soon. How about you and I grab an ice cream? Most definitely. How about some chocolate? You got it? You get it, don't got you? I got it. I got it. All right. Well, man. I, I, I right. just want to say to to, to those that, are, that, that are, are tuning in and listening, you know, December 2nd and 3rd is, is our camp. It is a mental and Velocity Development Camp. You are going to have Dr. Dan at your disposal for two full days. You are going to get a full evaluation, both mentally and then also uh, physically, your throwing and how, how hard you throw. Um, uh, we're, going to, we're going to measure that. We're going to tell you in a positive manner the things that, that we can work on to become our best selves. And then at that point, we're going to allow you to, to, to work on it. And, and to kind of get out of your way and let you let you do your thing. 
Um, so I got to tell you, please, I watched the World Series yeah, last. Please. Adrian, I watched the World Series last night. I got to tell you, Springer. You know what I come away with after watching Springer and his play? Yeah. And and Altuve. You know what I come out of that? And my son said the same thing. He said, Dad, you know the difference between those players and, and the Dodgers? He says, they haven't stopped smiling even when they were behind. <laughs> they never They're stopped smiling, it. and they never stopped supporting each other. Right. Isn't that amazing? And, and, that's, and that's what we need more of in, in, in youth baseball. We have the, the great exodus of 12 to 14-year-olds leaving baseball today are leaving not because they're not good enough. They're leaving because they have lost the love of the game. And That's right. The, the, the cause is most definitely the words that coaches and parents choose to label their kids as. Well, that's why we're and, doing our clinic. We're doing our clinic to not only teach you how to be a better baseball player, how to grow as a baseball player, but we're going to teach you the right attitude so you have longevity with your baseball. And I'll tell you, I got a buddy of mine who played at Washington State University. He loves baseball so much. He's got a bad knee. He's going to be catching in the World Series down in Arizona at the end of November, and we're going to go see him. And that's what it's all about. You know, if you have the right attitude, anything can last forever. Hear that, everybody. Anything will last forever with the right attitude. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dan, for, for everything. And I look forward to, to talking on more topics that are, that are really going to help us stay, and, uh, stay healthy and stay mentally engaged. So, and, stay, so and, stay, and stay balanced. Yes. Yes, balanced. I'm expecting some dark, dark, dark chocolate ice cream when I come down. You got it, man. Anything you want. <laughs> all right, man, have a good want. day. And, all right, everybody, as I close every podcast, let's, let's all go out and play ball and have fun, all right? Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to 212 Athlete, the podcast.